Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to Beyond the Body. I'm your host, Christina Slater. Today, I'm joined by Brittany Burgess. Hey everyone, what's going on? And we are going to be discussing some of the tricky reasons why you might be working hard, you might even be dieting, but you're still not losing fat. And as we've talked about on the podcast before, there is a difference between losing fat and losing weight. So we don't want you to measure your progress strictly by the number on the scale. We have a whole nother episode on that. But today, we're really going to be focusing on the actual fat loss, not just weight, because losing weight means you could be losing muscle, you could be losing water, you could be losing bone density, and a variety of other things that we actually want to keep for health purposes. But Brittany, I'm sure you can relate when I say I have... Being in the situation where I feel like I'm busting my ass, I feel like I'm doing everything right, I'm eating healthy, I'm working out, and I'm just not seeing changes. Yeah, I know this all too well as as well. I've been here. Like losing fat is hard. And like when your fat loss stalls, it feels like everything is just going to hell. Like, why is this not working? Like, what else can I do to lose weight? Because, like you just said, you're like we're still training so hard and like you feel like you're eating right but you're getting zero results and then over time like as that cycle continues you just get super frustrated and it is discouraging because like you feel like you're doing everything right and like like I said like I have been there and it is extremely frustrating and almost just you just want to throw in the towel because you feel like nothing's working yeah and i think one of the really important things to have the capacity to do when you're in this situation. And you might not like hearing this, but it's to put your ego aside. Because so often when we're like, oh man, I'm in a plateau, we just want people to be like, oh, well, poor you. Like it's not because it's not your fault. It's this, it's that, it's the other thing. But like if you yeah. are serious about your fat loss goals and you're serious about your fitness and your progress, like you have to be willing to put your ego aside and be like, okay, what am I actually not facing? Because yeah. So often we just overlook things because we don't want to look at it. We don't want to say like, oh, hey, like I didn't actually track all the nuts I ate last night or I didn't count the <laughs> alcohol I drank on the weekend or I didn't actually do 30 minutes of cardio. I actually did 27 because it's all of those little tiny things that add up. And it's those little tiny things that we ignore and we pretend they don't exist. And we focus on like, oh, well, I worked so hard. But like, is that work intentional? Yeah. And is that work going to be taking you in the right direction? And what else are you doing in your life that's taking you farther away from where you want to be? So being really honest with yourself and it is, is yeah. like the first, the very first step. And not even just being honest, like be a little bit hard on yourself because otherwise you're not mm-hmm. going to break through the whatever barrier is holding you back. Because you're the one, you're the one that's holding you back from success, right? And people, like you said, like putting the ego aside, no one wants to hear that. Well, it, like that's you're the reason why you're not continuing to see progress and you got to really sit down and see to really uncover those like you said even like t- 
tiny, tiny mistakes, you know, like those nuts you didn't track last night or just small things you didn't track or just anything crazy, which we'll get into today. That's the stuff that's going to ruin your progress. But there are so many easy changes that you can do to switch that so you can still see progress. And we're going to obviously talk about that today. But realizing that you're the one making those yeah. mistakes, that we have to change them. Like I said, I've been there. It's, you know, you got to sit down with yourself and be honest with yourself about it. It's true because there's like metabolic adaptation. And I'm sure you guys have heard of that before, where like the longer you diet and the longer you're compliant to your diet, kind of in an indirect way, like the less you have to eat because your body is going to adapt to fueling a smaller you. So if 1500 calories is a deficit for you, well, in six months, it might not be. However, even though there's truth to that, there are many, many, many studies that show that the reason for a weight loss plateau or a fat loss plateau is very rarely actually due to metabolic adaptation. And it's almost 100% of the time due to lack of compliance. Because after you've dieted for six months, you don't want to do it anymore. We start to have those little bites of things. We start to go, oh, well, I'm just going to have this. Or, oh, I've been working so hard. I'm just going to do this. And even if we're not consciously making that decision, maybe we aren't even consciously aware that we're doing that. It's Mm -hmm. still almost always a lack of compliance. And that's why it's so key to like have that driving purpose and like be really focused and also know when to use a reverse diet, when to use refeed days, when to use treat meals and having a coach help walk you through that so that you don't hit that plateau, get discouraged and then self-sabotage. I was just going to say that like having a coach while you're going through this, like even myself, like having a coach makes it so much easier because when you're trying to do it on your own, and even if you have the knowledge or you don't, it's just easier to have a coach with you, obviously coach you through everything and really sit down and help you figure out what the heck is going on. And like I said, even my own experience and having my own coach, it is so, so helpful. Mm-hmm. We are so biased when we look at ourselves. Yes. Because we think we're always the hardest working. We think we're always doing <laughs> yeah. this and we have all these excuses. It's the truth. Like, oh, well, I couldn't because I, I was, I didn't sleep well enough. Well, why didn't you sleep well enough? Well, because I was watching Netflix. Well, why did you choose to watch Netflix? <laughs> like yeah. it's those little tiny things that make a big difference. Yeah. So one of the biggest reasons why we see people in the world hitting plateaus and not even hitting plateaus, but just like not getting the results they want is that they are really, really disciplined during the week. They hit the gym. They, eat all their healthy meals, they get their protein in, and then on the weekend, everything goes to shit. And they just lose all self-awareness, lose all structure, and they just do what they want. But then Monday comes around and they're like back dialed in, right? And it seems like, oh, well, it's only two days of the week. That's a very big percentage. And maybe for you, like if you don't live in Fort Mac, maybe it's not a weekend thing, but maybe it's a shift thing. That's a super common thing. We have a ton of shift working clients. And Brittany, I know you know as well, like, the way people live their life when they're on shift versus when they're off shift is completely, completely different, right? So you might be dialed in when you're on shift, but then as soon Mm -hmm. as your shift is done, like everything goes to shit or vice versa. Yeah. And I know this personally, this was my issue when I first started my fitness journey was I would fucking kill it during the week. Like, I mean, I would kill it. I was working out. Nutrition was freaking on point. I was dialed in. And then come Friday night, I my big thing was the alcohol. Like I was overdue. And then obviously with the alcohol comes, you know, the snacks and like, you know, not being mindful of what you're eating. 
And that was my problem. And like, like we said, sure. Okay. It's two days out of, you know, the week, but if you're doing that every single week and you're doing that every single month of the year, that's going to add up. (laughs) Right. So in my experience, I was really frustrating because I was not seeing literally any progress. If anything, I was like gaining fucking weight. Like I was like, what the hell is going on? Like I'm doing so well during the week. Like what's the problem with, you know, two days of, you know, drinking, you know, having a few drinks or going out and, you know, overdoing it on my calories or anything like that. And like, I was getting nowhere. It's so, so frustrating. Mm -hmm. And it comes back to like doing 70% of the work and expecting 100% of the results. It's not something that can happen. Yeah. So yeah, it's... It's so important to not go zero to 100. Right now, I mean, you guys could be listening to this at any time of year, but right now it's almost New Year's. And there's going to be so many people that just start hauling ass in the gym who haven't done anything for the last couple months. And if that's you, please don't because you're going to set yourself up for massive, massive failure, massive rebound. I'm all for New Year's resolutions. I'm all for new goals coming to the new year, like new you. That, That I love that shit. But mm-hmm. don't start with something that is completely out of your capacity right now. It's so much yeah. more powerful to start with a couple things. Start with something that's going to challenge you. Like if you think going to the gym once a week is like not very much, I agree. Like start with three times. You don't have yeah. to start with six times. Six. <laughs> and then compound on that. Like keep building on it. Once you master yeah. going to the gym three times a week, then add another time and then maybe add in a little bit of cardio and then add in something else, right? Uh, but again, if you think that like running for an hour a day and going to the gym every day is going to transform your physique, you're crazy. Because again, one of the biggest reasons people are not losing fat despite busting their ass is they're not prioritizing their nutrition. And mm-hmm. we can talk about this for hours, but you like every athlete trains really, really hard. But what changes your physique is not necessarily your training, it's your nutrition. They do go yeah. hand in hand, but the the biggest determinant of how your body looks is what you're fueling it with and how much. Well, like you said, you could be, and this was like myself, right? Like I, you could be working out five, six, seven days a week, crushing the weights, absolutely, you know, doing the cardio, you know, everything, you know, they say that you have to do with the gym, but if you're lacking in your nutrition and you're eating like shit on the weekend or you're not tracking your calories or your macros and you don't know how much you're eating, you know, you could be overeating, you could be undereating, you could be having too much fat, like you have no idea, you're not going to see freaking progress at all. Like nothing. Like you what you're doing in the gym is going to be pointless. Mm-hmm. Which is frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, and that those are those people that you see in the gym all year long working really hard looking yes. the same. Why are you wasting your time? Like, I get it. Like, working out is good for your health. And like, maybe it's your therapy session. But like, if you're there, why not capitalize on it? Like, why not actually get results for the work you're putting in? Because you go to the gym, you bust your ass for an hour, but then you come home and you eat fast food and then you binge eat at night. And then you're wasting your hard work when it comes to how your body's going to change. And I find too, with that, and like, it's kind of the same topic, but when people almost like reward themselves kind of like after a workout or, you know, I worked out today, like I deserve this McDonald's or, you know, I burned so many calories, you know, during my leg day, I can go out and, you know, 
whatever, or we can order pizza tonight and whatever. Right. And if you do that, like three or four times a week, cause you are working out, like <laughs> that's not going to work. Yeah. It's, it's true. And, and there's obviously like a time and a place for treat meals and a time and a place for refeed meals. It can be very beneficial mentally and physically for some people to do that. Yeah. But if you're, if you think ordering fast food every day is okay, just because you worked out, like, again, it comes down to the quality of food that you're consuming as well, not just the number of calories. There's so much that goes into yes. it when it comes to your nutrition and how your your body's going to feel and how it's going to look. You would have better results focusing on your mindset and your nutrition only and not even going to the gym than going to the gym and letting your mindset go to shit and letting your nutrition go to shit. Oh, yeah. Like I've had, I had periods of my life where, you know, I'm not working out, but I am still taking care of my nutrition and I am still taking care of, you know, like you said, mindset, anything mental. And I still see progress. Like I have, you know, I've taken time off from the gym and I've still seen results. Mm -hmm. It's a hundred percent possible because nutrition is so, so much of, of our progress. Yeah, it is. I had a client who had a significant, significant injury and like just could not train, like just couldn't train for about 10 weeks. And all we did was focus on her nutrition and focus Mm -hmm. on her mindset and her physique improved. Right. And that was with an injury. So obviously she was holding like a little bit of water. She had some inflammation going on. Like it was not ideal, but she actually improved her physique just by staying focused, by working on her mind, by doing her meditations, by doing her affirmations, her mindset routines, and by staying on point with her nutrition. Of course, we had to adjust her nutrition because it was a little bit different than when she was training four or five times a week. But I've also heard things like, oh, I can't make progress because I'm injured or I have this thing going on Mm -hmm. with my health. Like You absolutely can. You just have to be willing to do it. Yes. Always can see results if you're watching your nutrition. And then when you start working out or you slowly add, you know, training days in, even if it's two, three times a week, just like, just imagine the progress that you would make. Yeah, exactly. Another one on that topic, another reason that can hold people back. And this one is, again, it's so important. We just put our ego aside and be raw and be fully honest and transparent with ourselves because the only one you're fooling or trying to fool is you. Like it doesn't affect anyone else in the world. So just be honest with yourself. But how many little extra things are you eating during the day? And we're not saying like, oh my God, you need to starve yourself, but be aware of it. Are you licking the butter, (laughs) the peanut butter off the spoon? Are you adding in little Mm -hmm. extra sauces that you're pretending you're not? Are you having a bite of a cookie? Are you eating up like the leftovers from your kid's snack? How many extra things are you consuming during the day that you're pretending that you're not or you're forgetting about? Like sometimes we honestly, innocently forget that we ate something. I've done that before. I've forgotten I ate a whole meal to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it happens, right? But definitely this one for me, I'm definitely much better at it, but it it is like you don't really like when you read a nutrition label on like peanut butter, for example, like there's a lot of calories and just like a, like a, if you're not weighing out anything or, you know, keeping track of how much peanut butter you can have, like those calories freaking add up. So if you're putting that peanut butter on your rice cake and then there's like a, a teaspoon or or you know, half a teaspoon left on the knife and you're ingesting that and you're not counting it. Like you're still... Some people think that those like calories don't exist. And my big thing 
was when I'd be making a meal or like making dinner or whatever. I'd, I would be like taste testing. Yes, as I go. that's a I good one. Taking like bites and like just to, you know, make sure it tastes fine and like, or do I need to add anything? But like I'm eating, like by the time I would serve myself my actual dinner, I've probably had like a meal already. Yeah. That's a really good point. I and like, like they that. add up, like you don't even realize. And I do it. I I have stopped myself, but I used to do like that was one of my big things. Is like I was like the extra shit, mm-hmm. and it's crazy. And things like if you're cooking your food in olive oil or you're cooking with coconut oil, like do you yes. think it just magically evaporates? Like a little bit of it <laughs> might, but that's going into the food that you're eating. And oils and stuff are are awesome sources of fats, but fats have a lot of calories in them, right? They so do, to yeah. just pretend that like that doesn't exist is a huge, huge deal. And same with the way that you're tracking your food. So if you are someone who does track your intake of calories and your macros, like if you are tracking your chicken as raw chicken in your app, but you're tracking it cooked, like, and you're eating cooked chicken that you've weighed out, but you inputted it wrong, that's going to make a difference because 100 grams of raw chicken contains a different amount of protein than 100 grams of cooked chicken. Same thing if you're using like an air fryer. Exactly. An air and fryer I, is actually... Like, pardon? So I, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, like an air fryer will dehydrate your food. So if you are eating like sweet potato that you air fried, but you are tracking it as mashed sweet potato, those are going to give you two completely different carb contents. Because if you fry like air fry food, it's dehydrating it. So you're not going to be able to eat as much of it for the same amount of carbs and or calories as you would if you like steam it. That was a big thing for me actually when I got my air fryer like a few months ago and like I use it, like I love the thing, but I didn't realize like and I that it, it changes your food. Like it changes your food and how you track it and everything. And it, like and it goes with anything, how you cook your food, whether you're steaming it, you know, roasting it, air frying it whatever, you have to take in consideration how you're preparing this meal. Yeah. And there's also like a margin of error on nutrition labels because (laughs) not every package of whatever you're eating has the exact same calorie content and macro content. There's no way it's possible, right? So those labels, the labels that you're reading at best are an estimate and they're like within 10 to 20% of what you're actually consuming. And that's definitely yeah. something that we can't control, but it's something that we can be super aware of. And that's also like one of the reasons why within our programs and like especially with like a more intense program like Shred, we have our mm-hmm. clients focus almost completely on whole foods because you like you're eating a protein bar, like, okay, it says it has this in it, but do you know how many protein bars they mass produce every day? <laughs> no, exactly. I find when I do, when I'm tracking foods, I find it way, way freaking easier if I just stick to whole foods. Yeah, absolutely. Same. Like it's way easier. And I mean, this is going to be like a little more detailed, but for myself too, like if you're tracking an apple and it's like, okay, this, like this apple has 20 grams of carbs. Okay. But that apple is not the exact same size as every other single type of apple of that variety. So (laughs) in my opinion, like the the most accurate way is to measure your food by grams. Because even so, like for a banana, as it ripens, the the sugar content in that Mm -hmm. banana actually increases. But assuming you're not eating like brown bananas, if you weigh out 50 grams of banana, that's still going to be 50 grams of banana every single time. Whereas every banana is a different size. (laughs) Haha. 
(laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Well, exactly. Like, especially with bananas. And I was actually just going to bring that up because like, I have it in my, like, like my fitness pal, like I have it kind of already set up as like one medium banana, but like, what is a medium banana? Right. Like what are they classifying a medium banana as? (laughs) Like I kind of maybe know what, like I kind of go, like it's a guess, like I'm fucking guessing. But like without actually weighing it, like I, I have no idea what a medium banana is. <laughs> right. And that comes back to like just being really honest with yourself and putting your ego aside. Because I know even for myself, it's so tempting to just hit small banana. I know. <laughs> because it's like right in front of me. And I'm like, oh, that one has less calories. Oh, okay. so I'll just like say I had a small banana. It was probably yeah. closer to medium. But like, again, what is a medium oh, yeah. banana? Exactly. I do that with a lot of... Like I take... It's the... And like, I'm admitting that I do this myself, but it's just like the cutting corners and just being lazy about it, right? Mm-hmm. And you can cut all the corners you want, but the corners are going to be cut on your results. And that is the hard truth. Exactly. Especially if you're doing it, you know, not even every day, like a couple times a week. And that's, it is what it is, like three or four times a week. And then, like I said, that adds up. If you're doing it every single week and every single month, like there it is. <laughs> yep. Long term, go for the long term gratification, not the instant gratification. Stay focused on what you want long term because that bite of the food that you're preparing, sure, it probably tastes good, but does it really taste that good? Exactly. Right in the moment, like, oh, sure, it feels really, really good, but it's the long term stuff, like you said, you have to focus on. And like taking the extra 30 seconds to search up medium banana instead of just hitting small (laughs) banana because it popped up. Like, yeah. Is it really that hard to type in like 50 grams of banana? Banana? No, you could, you just, you're in the app anyway. (laughs) I just do it, right? Exactly. Or even if you're not tracking your food, but like, let's say you're weighing your food and it's like, oh, I need to eat 100 grams of chicken. And it's like, oh, well, it came to 110. I'll just have that. Well, why did you fucking weigh it in the first place then? Why don't you just pick a (laughs) piece of chicken and eat it? Like, if you're going to do something, don't half ass it. And yeah. if you are oh, half-assing like, it, be okay with half-ass results. Yes. Well, that's the thing, right? Like we do half-ass things, but we want the full results. So, but if you are doing half-ass things and you're like, okay, well, my results are going to be half-ass. Well, it is what it is. There you go. Then you know what you're doing. But most of the time, 95% of the time, we still want full results when we're half-assing it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And next one, next reason you might not be losing fat, it connects really well with everything we just mentioned because... It is not sleeping. So mm-hmm. not only are there so many like physiological and hormonal reasons why that's going to affect your fat loss, but yeah. if you're tired, your focus goes out the window, right? So even if yeah. you're functioning at your best, it's still human nature for us to want to take that easy path, for us to want to do the easy thing. It's just the way we are. So even if you're at your full energy and your full capacity, you're hitting small banana over medium banana, well, what are you going to do when you're tired, <laughs> right? And your willpower, again, as yeah. we go throughout the day, we wake up, we have our beautiful, healthy breakfast and then life like hits us in the face and we get beaten down by stress and work and kids and family and all these obligations. In the evening, by yeah. dinner time, after dinner, like that's when we usually binge eat. That's when we fall off track. That's when we do the snacking and the ordering takeout because our willpower has been drained from us, right? Because we're tired. Yeah. So, our sleep is so freaking important. Honestly, if you're not sleeping enough, like it's going to throw off the way your body makes those hormones, appetite and our hunger. And I know in my experience too, if I am not getting enough sleep, it is so freaking hard to get myself to the gym 
And like, that's, you know, you might skip your workouts because you're like, fuck, I had like three, four hours of sleep last night. Like I, I can't, I can't do it. (laughs) And even if you don't skip your workout, your performance is going to suffer because you're tired. Yeah. And like Brittany said, like it's going to, it's lack of sleep will actually make you hungrier because your hunger hormones are affected by that. When you don't sleep enough, your ghrelin is going to increase. That's the hormone that makes you hungry. Your leptin, which is the hormone that keeps you full, is going to decrease. So combine that with fatigue when it's already challenging enough to be disciplined when we're on our A game. And then add in the fact that fatigue is also going to impact your performance in the gym if you actually have enough willpower to even get to the gym on a lack of sleep Mm -hmm. in the first place. I know like like a personal story for me, like the sleep... And like the two of them kind of go together, but like sleep and being like too stressed out and then yes. being just too stressed out because you're not fucking sleeping enough. Like in my experience, when I, my anxiety was so, so bad. And like, it was to the point, like, obviously I wasn't sleeping. Like I was literally getting maybe like, maybe like a, like an hour and not all at once, like very interrupted sleep. Like it was fucking brutal. And then I would wake up and because I wasn't sleeping at all, my stress level and my anxiety levels are freaking through the roof and like my cortisol levels and I even had my blood work done. They were through the roof. Like they were so, so elevated. And it was funny because I wasn't eating. It was it's not funny, but I wasn't eating because like I was so stressed out and, and anxiety ridden, but I wasn't losing weight. Like I was actually more bloated. Like I was so bloated because I wasn't sleeping and I was just so high stress that my body was in like fight or flight for like literally 24 hours of the day. And your hormone production is just, is fucked. And that's going to lead to that fat gain or just, you know, bloating, especially around the waist. Yeah. Yeah. And it will actually make you (laughs) feel hungrier as well. Yeah. So it's just a compilation of things stacked against you if you are not sleeping. And again, it comes back to being honest with yourself. Why are you not sleeping? Are you actually... And this is for myself because you all know like sleep is my struggle. But like, are you trying to get a better sleep? Or are you just doing the same thing over and over again and going, I'm not getting a good sleep? Well, what have you implemented to overcome that? Because if you haven't implemented anything or if you implemented something, but it's not working, that's on you. That's your responsibility. That's your fault. And we tell our clients, take responsibility for everything. And we're there to coach you through it. But it's not my problem if you're not taking actions to improve your sleep. And if like you try one thing and it doesn't work, then try something else. Like just don't assume because you tried something and you're like, well, it's a loss. Like whatever, I'm just going to wing it and hopefully I go to bed and I'm like, I have a good sleep tonight. I'm like, here's the hoping. No, keep trying different things. Like we always tell that to our clients. It's so, so important. Like, yeah. Keep working on it. Keep working on it for you. Like, why are we feeling like this? Exactly. Because everyone is different. Yeah. So it takes, not only does it take trying different things, but it also takes like being patient and being consistent. Because I know like for me, when I was struggling the most with my sleep, like I felt like what I was doing wasn't working, but I'd only been doing it for like one to two weeks. And that's really not yeah. long enough to give something like an actual shot. Like you have to be consistent for at least like eight to 10 weeks with something before you can be like, oh, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And no, consistent I'm... doesn't mean like try it once a week. It's like do it every <laughs> exactly. day. Yeah, every single day. Like I find my, for me, the best, like if I am being consistent with something, like I mean every single day, even on the weekends, like whatever, like at least two months, 
like two months of trying, you know, this one thing. And then, okay, say that two months or even three months rolls around and it's still not working for you. Okay. Let's put that aside and let's try something else. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And same thing goes with stress management. It's so easy to let stress like take over in our life. And like, I know that a lot of people nowadays, like we have very high stress life. We have a lot going on. But again, there are so many strategies we can implement and so many tools we can implement to help us with our stress management. And if you are not doing that or you're not working with someone to help you work through that, like you're just asking for more stress. And you're saying to yourself, my goals, my health and fitness goals do not matter to me. They are not a priority. Mm-hmm. And in saying that, you're also saying that my health is not a priority for my family. I don't care if I get run down for my family. I don't care if I don't have the energy to keep up with my kids. I don't care if I don't have the confidence to wear a certain outfit to go out with my spouse. Mm-hmm. And that's, no, again, put your ego aside and be honest with yourself. Because when you slack off and you press small banana instead of medium banana, that's exactly what you're saying to the people you care about. Exactly. <laughs> that's a good... There you go. That's hilarious. Small banana, banana medium banana. <laughs> so well, it's, it's so true though. And like with me and I find with the stress thing is a big thing for me. And I find like I have... I've gotten to the point where I know how to have really good stress management. But there are times where I have to... And it's like putting that ego thing away and like really sit down and be like, Okay, I have been really fucking stressed these last two or three days. And it is affecting my training. It's affecting my nutrition. It's affecting my mental health. What is going on here? Let's figure it out now. But if you don't sit down with yourself and then you just hope to God that you know tomorrow morning you'll wake up and everything's fine and you'll feel way better. Sure, maybe that would happen. But most of the time, it doesn't go away until you sit down and figure out what is going on and you work on that to make sure it, to to make it go away. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's up to you to take responsibility for your life. It's up to you to take responsibility for your program. Even if you are working with a coach, like at the end of the day, your success is dependent upon you. Like Brittany and I, we we work through a lot of shit with our clients. But mm-hmm. if they didn't come to us in the first place with things like being willing to work through things, we wouldn't yeah. be able to help them. Yeah. Like we give them, you know, everybody, we give everybody the tools to succeed like with us and without us. And it's you willing to put in the work for you because, you know, us, any, any freaking coach can do only do so, so much for you. We can't, we can show you, you know, the way a little bit and give you resources and help you when you need it with questions, but we can't do the work for you. If you're not doing that work, then that's, you're not going to see, you're not going to see results. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So hopefully this one was of value to you guys. As you can see, there's quite a few reasons why your fat loss might not be progressing the way you want it to. So hopefully this one helped you out. Hopefully it kind of gave you that like eye-opening information to be able to look in the mirror and be like, okay, hey, I need to change this and I'm going to give it a consistent shot and be able to make some improved progress in your fitness journey. Heck yeah, bring it into 2023, baby.
Exactly. So that is all for today's episode. If you did get value, please give us a share. That's what helps the podcast grow. Take a screenshot, share it to our Instagram story, tag us at Nyfina, at the Burgess, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. See you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life. 